sisters. Brothers oh and sisters. I don't know what this world is coming to. Snow Hill made a real one. A lot of y'all front on the real to the bill come. What it cost to be the boss now? A billion? Let's put some money together and build it. I did it all with honor. The rest of y'all wanna steal shit. I'm sorry, homie, we got some different ceilings. Real ones I know don't be catching them kind of feelings. The homies get a lick, we celebrate for their brilliance. But y'all pilgrims, y'all just wanna steal shit. I feel like Nat Turner reciting these God verses. I'ma play hard with the without the jersey. I misunderstood, yet you love Timmy Turner. Back in the kitchen and my wrist still turning shit. I'm Tina Turner, I need wheels by Germans. All black, everything, the color code and purdy. Show you the beauty of it, meet me in person. The irony of it, you can't afford an excursion. Got love for all my sisters and brothers who rockin' turbans. Who don't speak you no know, English, I'm MJ. Pin game better than Peach Race, I'm MJ. Spread my legs to fly, don't ever did that. Ain't a goal too high if you push the rim back. I'm just a chip win, this one was a scrimmage. You wrote a whole book, I could kill you with a sentence. Slavery still alive, they just changed it to a sentence. First project in a couple years, I told him I ain't finished. Walking on water and the rest just swimming, acting like they don't know me, but inside you just timid, Tina Turner. The shit feel good, don't it? That shit feel different, don't it? You hear that shit right there? That shit sound different, don't it? You smell that shit? You smell it? I know you smell that shit. That's that fucking flourish, nigga. Because as we see here right now, what's the date, man? What's today's date, man? January 23rd, 2017, nigga. We sitting right here again and Tom motherfucking Brady, a.k.a. Born in a manger, born in that sweet little manger in Nazareth. He proved all you motherfuckers wrong again. Once again, the New England Patriots, two years ago, Kansas City, Missouri, Arrowhead Stadium. What did Bleacher Report tell us? What did you try to tell us, Bleacher Report? The Patriots dynasty is over. The Kansas City Chiefs, they blew the Patriots out. I can't totally remember the final score. It was an ass whooping of epic proportion. It was like 45 to fucking 17. They destroyed us on Monday Night Football. The media said the Patriots window is closing. Maybe, maybe we should start thinking about rebuilding. Maybe, listen to what these motherfuckers said. Maybe we should trade Tom Brady. And then fast forward to this year. Tom Brady gets suspended because of Roger Goodell's bullshit. And what do you know? Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, has a great first game against Arizona in the desert. We start hearing the whispers. We start hearing the whispers from the fans, from all the message board nerds, from all the media herbs, from all the cornballs in the media. Maybe the Patriots should trade Tom Brady. Maybe the Patriots should move on. We might can get a first round, second round pick for Tom Brady. Jimmy G, oh, he's so handsome. He's the next Tom Brady. Brady's a system guy. The Patriots are three and one without him. We don't really need him. Then Gronkowski gets hurt. Hurts his back. Damn, it's over for the Pats. Damn, Patriots Nation. Oh, then we start hearing this. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest of all time. Not just the best in the league right now. Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT already. Even though he's only won one Super Bowl. I mean, he got he got hot that one year in the wild card round and 
went on a magic carpet ride and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. And now we have known that this guy as the GOAT now. We forget all about what Tom Brady has done. He's 39 years old. 39 years old and still flourishing on these motherfuckers. But no, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest right now. Last week, we're not talking about today. Last week, even yesterday, before the game yesterday against the Falcons, the whole world was telling us that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest, not Tom Brady. But Aaron Rodgers goes out there against a mediocre Falcons defense and does nothing, absolutely nothing. It's 31-0, to zero. pack your fucking luggage, go the fuck home. But what does Tom Brady do? Everybody's telling us all week long, the entire landscape of the media, everybody. Oh, I got to go with the Steelers, man. They got Le'Veon Bell. I mean, they got Big Ben. He's, he's proven to win in big games. He's has, he has two Super Bowls. This is the Steelers' year. We have Antonio Brown. I mean, he's all in the fucking locker room on Facebook. He's smiling and grinning. God is the greatest. The very next breath, it ain't going to suck itself. It ain't going to suck itself. Very next breath, oh, God is the greatest. Just smiling and grinning, just giggling and shit, like a bunch of laughing hyenas in the locker room. Antonio Brown, Facebook Live, oh, shit. The Mike Tomlin on the other side talking shit. Those assholes, those Patriot assholes, they had an extra day and a half to rest, but we don't care. We're going to go down there. We're going to whoop their ass. Liar. All these people are telling us that Tom Brady is not going to do it again. And my point is simple. How many times does this guy, who was born in a manger, how many times does number 12 have to prove you motherfuckers wrong for you to bow down and kiss the motherfucking ring? We just learned this shit in June with LeBron James. The media, you just learned this shit in June of 2016 last summer. You just did the same shit to LeBron. You doubted the king. You said it was over. You said I seen the article. I have the picture right now. LeBron James is on the verge of becoming irrelevant. What's the guy's name? Kevin Ding. We don't want to give him too much credit, these media herbs. But these guys actually said this shit out of their mouths. They said this shit. They typed these words for the rest of these sheep out here to listen to and go repeat it at their jobs at the water cooler or in the barbershops and shit. LeBron James is irrelevant. He's becoming irrelevant. Because the Warriors are just this juggernaut and it's over for the King. It's over for King James. The same shit with Tom Brady. It's over for Tom Brady. He's had his run, man. He's been to the Super Bowl. He has four rings already. It's time for some new guys to come in. So the media, what they do is they try to catapult Aaron Rodgers ahead of Tom Brady. Have you seen this guy's body of work? We're talking total body of work, man. How soon we forget that Tom Brady is the fucking GOAT. And this season right here further proves that Tom Brady is the greatest fucking quarterback to ever breathe oxygen. No Gronkowski. They said it was over. Oh, I made the mental notes. I saw the articles, Bleacher Report. I saw the articles, ESPN. Gronk is out, man. The Patriots can't, they have no other weapons, man. They can't stretch the field. They have nobody to go down the middle of the field. It's over. And what do you know? In typical Brady fashion, he turns water into Hennessy. There's this guy named Chris Hogan. 
that a lot of you media herbs who don't watch actual football games, I see it today on ESPN. I see it today on Twitter. I seen it last night in the media. Chris Hogan. Where did this guy come from, man? I mean, this guy's looking like the fucking vanilla Randy Moss out here. Where did this guy come from? Watch more fucking football. We played those guys twice a year in Buffalo. That guy was always open. 7-Eleven, a.k.a. Chris Hogan, he's always open. But you don't watch football like that. You just watch the Red Zone channel. You watch your little fantasy apps and see, see what players are doing with the stats and shit and the box scores. You don't watch football. Because if you watch football and you see the shit that Chris Hogan is doing with the Patriots, that doesn't surprise anyone. Because we watch football. We've seen them get open against us when we played Buffalo. We have a great scouting department. We see these things. We take those scraps from other teams that you look at as scraps and say, that guy can't play. That guy's a bum. We turn those guys into motherfucking legends. Malcolm Butler, legend. Chris Hogan, about to be a legend. About to be a Super Bowl champion. That's the shit we do in New England. But it all starts with Tom Brady, a.k.a. God's favorite lamb, a.k.a. God's favorite quarterback. This guy was drafted in the sixth round, 199 on the board, man. All these GMs, all these fucking geniuses with suits on. Nah, he's too slow. Nah, he doesn't really have enough next-level arm strength. He doesn't have an arm like Ryan Leaf and those guys, nah. He doesn't have an arm like Drew Henson, nah. How do you feel now? I want to see your fucking face right now. If you're on Twitter right now, follow me at Custer Legend. All you motherfuckers who doubted Tom Brady. All you sons of bitches who told me he's not the greatest, man. Peyton Man is the greatest. And now fast forward to this year. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest. Matt Ryan's the MVP. Everybody tries their best to discredit this guy. And what do you know? What the fuck does he do? Right back in the fucking championship, nigga. Right back in the motherfucking ship. Again. Seven times. Tom Brady's been to more Super Bowls than 28 other NFL franchises. Send the Jacksonville Jaguars to Europe. Send the fucking Cleveland Browns to Jamaica. Send the fucking L.A. Raiders to Honduras. Send those motherfucking Carolina Panthers. Send them niggas to Botswana. Send them. Get them out of here. We're talking seven Super Bowls for one quarterback. And you motherfuckers still got the audacity to tell me this guy, that guy, that guy is better than him? Born in a sweet little manger. August 3rd, 1977. And he's still writing the fucking story. 39 years old. Better than ever. Turns water into Hennessy. What else this man gotta do? That's the question I ask you right now on the Flourish Podcast. What else does Tom Brady have to do for you motherfuckers to say he's the greatest? There ain't no buts. There ain't no ifs. There ain't no if, ands, or buts. There ain't no maybes, shoulda, woulda, couldas. I seen Stephen A. Ludacris on ESPN, Max Kellerman. You a motherfucking boxing analyst, man. Go talk to me about some Friday night fights, some fucking bantamweights, some cruiserweight champions. Talk to me about boxing, Max Kellerman. These niggas, Stephen A. Smith... This dude's giving me every reason why, oh, man, if so-and-so, if the Steelers would have, if they could have, I don't want to hear that shit. Donovan McNabb, you fucking bum. You telling me, oh, the, if the Steelers, man, the, the Texans allowed them to win last week. The Steelers allowed them to win this week. They didn't allow them to do shit, nigga. This Tom Brady we talking about, the manger, the swag champ, nobody greater. You heard the church song? Who sing that? Bashawn Mitchell? Nobody greater. Nobody greater 
Nobody greater than Tom. There's nobody greater than the manger, man. And I'm going to tweet y'all some, some rare photos after the podcast. So make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Cuffs the Legend. I'm going to post some rare baby pictures of Tom Brady. Because a lot of y'all don't believe it when I say this shit. He was really born in a manger in Jerusalem. Really born in a manger. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet out some rare pictures. I'm going to have to delete them after I, after I post them. I'm only going to let them stay on Twitter for maybe 10 or 15 minutes because they're very rare. You know, I stole them shit from the Smithsonian, so I can't really, you know, I don't want to get in any legal troubles and legal battles with the Smithsonian, but these are rare baby pictures of Tom Brady. We're going to post them shits for all the naysayers, all the critics, everybody that's telling me Peyton Manning was the greatest, fucking John Elway, Brent Favre, Drew Brees, everybody you can name. They try to find a guy every time. That's my point. Same shit with LeBron like I just harped on earlier. It's always a guy that the media tries to attach their wagon to and anoint this guy as the greatest. We saw them do it with Kevin Durant back in OKC days. Oh, Kevin Durant, he might be coming for the throne as the best player in the league. Fast forward, Paul George had a couple good games against the Heat in the playoffs. Maybe Paul George is going to come for LeBron's throne. No. Fast forward, Steph Curry. Oh, this is Steph's league now. This is Steph Curry's league now. Oh, no. You lied. <laughs> and speaking of fucking liars, oh, you Dallas Cowboy motherfuckers, you thought I forgot about you. You thought I forgot about you, Dallas Cowboy Nation. How about them fucking Cowboys? We them boys. I saw that shit all season long, and I tried to warn you, motherfuckers. I tried to warn you all season. I said, tone it down. You remember me telling you this on Twitter when you started out blazing. And I tried to warn Cowboy Nation, calm down, man. Tone it down. I mean, I know you're happy. You got a rookie quarterback that's exceeding all expectation right now. You got a great rookie running back, Zeke Elliott. He's killing the game right now. Calm down. Tony Romo got hurt. Yeah, we glad Tony Romo's hurt. Time to move on. Calm down. You're going to need that guy in the playoffs. No, we don't need him. Dak Prescott is the next Tom Brady. You fucking liar. Calm down. Because I sat here last year and watched these fucking Carolina Panther fans right here in my home state tell me all year, this is our year, man. I can feel it, bro. This is our year. In the barbershops, everywhere I went, the grocery store, you can just feel the euphoria. You can just feel the hype. Calm down. See, I'm always the voice of reason. And some people confuse that with being a hater. I try to tell people, listen to me, man. I know you're feeling good right now, but let it happen. Let everything materialize. Let it all blossom. Let it happen before you get too high. Because when you fall, I'm going to be here to catch you. I got to pick up the pieces. And what do you fucking know? The Dallas Cowboys, 13-3, and three, and they fucking lied. You fucking lied to me. You fucking lied to me, Dak Prescott. You fucking lied to me, Zeke Elliott. You lied to me, Dez Bryant. Remember when they told us, see, right now, you listen to the Flourish podcast. A lot of you are going to have amnesia when I say this. But I vividly remember them telling us. They once told us that Des Bryant was better than Julio Jones. Oh, yeah. I remember those tweets. I remember seeing actual human beings saying this a couple years ago. Just a few years ago. Des Bryant's the best receiver in the league. They throwing up the X. Des Bryant's the greatest. You fucking lie. Cowboys, you got to understand something. 
you're never going to win another Super Bowl in your lifetime. Dallas Cowboy fans, I know that hurts to hear me say that. And I know it's hard to face reality. But you're never going to win another Super Bowl in your lifetime. Maybe your kids will get to see your Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Maybe your grandkids will get to see your Cowboys win the Super Bowl. But as long as you are on this planet, your eyeballs will never see your Dallas Cowboys win a Super Bowl. Because every year it's the same fuck up. Every year it's the same fuck up. The same choke job. You, you do this shit every time, man. I mean, who's surprised? Nobody's surprised but a Dallas Cowboy fan. Because you really, really thought this was your year. <laughs> they thought it was their year, man. You, they thought it was their year. I seen the guys at the barbershops with their cheddar eyeballs. All Dallas Cowboy fans look like Emmitt Smith anyway. Every Dallas Cowboy fan I know that's over age 40, they look like Emmitt Smith with the salt and pepper beards. And those, those cloudy fish tank eyeballs, you all know that guy at the barbershop. How about him? How about my cowboys? Then the new niggas. Then you have the new cowboy fans, those guys that was born in the 90s who never actually witnessed the cowboys winning the Super Bowl. You know, you know the new age cowboy fans. You know, the female cowboy fans with, with the thin mustaches. You know, shout out to all the Mexican cowboy fans because those are the real cowboy fans. If we keeping it real on the Flourish podcast right now, the real Dallas Cowboy fans are not even niggas. They're not even white people. The real original Dallas Cowboy fans are Hispanics, Mexicans, in the state of Texas. They are ride or die. And those are the only Cowboy fans that I actually felt sorry for this year. Because I actually wanted to see the Dallas Cowboys get to the Super Bowl. In my heart of hearts, in the deep crevices of my soul, I wanted to see it. I just wanted to see the fiasco because we all know the Patriots were going to get there. We all know Tom Brady was going to destroy the Cowboys if, keyword if, they would have made it to the Super Bowl. But I wanted to see it because all those Mexican Dallas Cowboy fans, they are troopers, man. I mean, they sit up there in the nosebleeds. They up there beside Tony Dorsett jersey. Those are the real fans. The rest of you Dallas Cowboy frauds who leave before the game is over, the rest of you Dallas Cowboy frauds who only post your profile pic as a Dallas Cowboy fan whenever you're winning, you're a fucking fraud. You're a fucking scammer. But those Hispanic Cowboy fans, I felt sorry for them, man, because watching that game last week when Aaron Rodgers ripped out their soul, I knew it was so many little girls in Texas with Easter dresses on that was wearing their Easter dress all day long, all morning, all afternoon long, just to be disappointed, man. And I really, I really felt sorry for the Cowboy Nation, the Hispanic Cowboy Nation. It takes a lot of balls to be a woman and to walk around in public with your mustache flourishing. And Mexican Dallas Cowboy fans, the females, look at them. I'm telling you, 70% of female Dallas Cowboy fans have mustaches. And they deserve a chance at Super Bowl glory, at least one, not winning the Super Bowl, but at least getting there before Donald Trump builds that wall and they can no longer go to games. Now, what y'all want to do? Want to be trappers, scammers, rappers, 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 $100, $100 It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Like the 80s with the money, ain't no chips. He, he don't see paper, that nigga crazy. 
This million dollar talk. If it ain't about the money, I don't give a fuck. Bang! And I'ma talk mine. Talk mine. Fuck with the paper, end up in talk Phone, phone, phone call. Dollar bill. Conglomerate with the ink dried on the deal. Easy. Just made a movie fucking with the family. Put it on the gram and won the Instagram. Got 30 bands in my pocket. Nigga, I'm the plug, you better stop it. I heard he ran off on the plug twice. Ran off on me and he got plugged twice. AMG depart the Neiman Marcus. I just leave barking, I don't need parking. I'm in the lows with a centerfold. Guess that's all for you niggas, though. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Like the 80s with the money ain't no chip. He don't see paper, that nigga crazy. It's a pleasure, brother. I've been uh been following your shit for a while, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when, when my man put me on to you some years ago when Twitter was really, really rocking. You know what I'm saying? This was when Braun was Braun was still Cleveland. The, <laughs> the first time. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I thought it, I didn't know it was a nigga that fucked with LeBron like I fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Niggas used to always, you know. You know, talk they shit about about me with, with Braun and shit like that. This shit sound crazy, though. We got a guy right now on the Flourish podcast that we've been trying to link up for a while now. This guy right here is a, is a legend in the streets. We all know this guy on the battle rap circuit. With no further ado, I want to welcome Murder Mook to the Flourish podcast. What's good, Mook? Oh, man, what's good, man? What's good, cuz? Hey, first, first and foremost, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I told you, you know what I'm saying, all off the... Uh, you know, the air, whatever, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm very, you know what I'm saying? It's my pleasure to actually be on here, man. I've been rocking with you for a long time, man, before, you know what I'm saying? Before you even knew type shit, man, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I appreciate this and shit, and you know what I mean? I, before we get into it, man, I just want to, I want to ask you and I want to ask the world, um, is niggas, are they still lying out there? I think, <laughs> I think, I think niggas is still lying out there, man, you know? So that's, you know, that's what I wanted to let niggas know, man. So let's get it, man. They, Appreciate you for having me. Yeah, it's no problem, man. It's, I had an argument with Draymond Green the other day outside, outside the club and shit, maybe about, about a month ago. So we're going to get into that too, man. But go ahead. Let's get, yeah, let's, I, let's get it. To everybody listening to the Flourish podcast that, I mean, they should be familiar with Murder Mook, but if they not, we want to give them a little background on Murder Mook. So I just want to ask you, man, who was, who was the first artist to inspire you to actually start rapping? Well, um, well, I'm 31. You know what I mean? So like, when I start when I start rapping, like I got caught in the era like the golden age, I guess, of of of, of rap. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like Nas and like uh, Biggie and and um, Wu Tang. You know what I mean? So like, the person who actually made me want to start rapping was um was Ghostface Killer when um the Purple Tape came out with uh, Red Quan only built for Cuban links yeah. and shit. You know, and, you know, I, like, all of them was dope to me, but it's just something about Ghostface's style stuck out to me. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's he, he the person that really, you know, made me be like, yo, yeah, this is what I want to do type shit, man. You know what I mean? But, you know, basically, those, all of them dudes really, you know, made Cam. I got all of these DNA inside me type shit, you feel me? Yeah. So you you've been you've been battling for a long time, and you've been on the battle rap circuit for a long time. And I always I, I used to watch your old battles, like even way back, like the Serious Jones, all those old school Loaded Lux, all the old school battles. And and I used to watch that shit in amazement because I'm thinking to myself, 
Like, how many hours of preparation goes into a major battle like that? I mean, how how many times you have to recite your verse to really memorize the verses? And that's the question I want to ask for all the listeners out there. We, I know I got a lot of listeners that's up-and-coming rappers. Like, how many hours of preparation goes into a major battle like that? Well, you know, um, I can only speak for me. You know what I mean? As far as how I how I prepare, and you know, to 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 be cliche and like countless, that's that's really like an understatement. You know, because the amount of it's not even like it's days, man. It's like it's like you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm a person that the way the way you might see Floyd prepare, you know what I mean, for a fight is about is about the same amount of time as how I, I want. Like you know what I mean? Like I want my battle four months in advance type shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I could I could go in there and do two months. I could do a month. But I don't feel like, you know, these, I don't feel like I would be giving maximum effort, you know, or or, or, or to my, to my, uh, the greatest potential to, if, if I don't, if I don't do that. And I'm going to be cheating the fans. You know, so like, I'm like, I'm talking about like, when you wake up, there's so many revisions to the rhymes. You know, you wake up, you thinking about your rap all day, all fucking night. Like, it's like, it's one of them things people might think, you got to walk around with headphones on because because people might think you're kind of crazy or all over because, <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll yeah, be yeah. the street just reciting it. And then, like, you, it's like steps for me, it's stages. So in the beginning, you know, it'll be like a, a time off period, maybe like a, a, a week, two weeks. Where, where I try not to even force myself to be like, yo, I got to write, I got to write, or I got to figure shit. You know what I mean? Because that's just you getting on the bike. You know what I mean? You're just getting on there. You know what I mean? You're you, you putting your legs on the bike, so you're just trying to do that. Then next, you start off to, you know, you try to pedal a little bit. You know what I mean? And, 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 and that's the part where, you know, you start trying to write little things down. Now, you might think it's hot, but it's not really as hot as it, it could be. You're just starting to... You just kicking your mind back in the gear. You know what I'm saying? In the shape. It's the same thing, you know what I mean, when you take time off in basketball. Yeah. You know, yeah. like when you come back, you know, you you'll be rusty. You know what I mean? You still know how to play. You still could be great. You know what I mean? But you still like everything is, is, is muscle memory. And even even with the, the brain. You know what I mean? That's a that's a muscle to your mind. You gotta you gotta still condition it that way. And then you have to, you know, ultimately get it to a point where where everything you look at, everything that possibly you see becomes a way that you can turn that into a bar. Like, I'm talking about anything, anything. Like, even on this podcast, like, if I was preparing for a battle and I'm doing this podcast, like, you, the, the Flourish podcast, I would make that into a bar somehow. It would turn into a bar. And, and that's when your mind is really into gear. And then you know that. And then now you just have to make sure you, you write your rhymes and you gotta revise and revise and revise and revise and revise. It don't ever stop until the day of the battle. Like to be honest. So right now, just give me a rough estimate, Mook. So right now, you've been doing this for how many years? Well, well, battle rapping. I've been battle rapping. I mean, see, it, it, that's a, that's a tough, a tough question because battle rapping was something that you always did. Period. <laughs> Battle rapping is is like a um, is um is like a, I've been battle rapping since the beginning because that's what you did. 
where 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 you from. That's how you got to deal. Before people even knew really what battle rapping was, that's what we was doing. But it was no cameras. There was no YouTube's. It was no. It was none of that shit. So it was just like you know word of mouth. People on the street. You know like like all of them. DMX battle. DMX Eminem. Like all of these dudes. Jay Z. They come up from battle rapping in the streets. Yeah. Before they even got a deal. You know what I mean? So I was doing that since I was about 14, 13 years old. Since you again. Now once, once, you know, I, I, I would go to say that I'm, I'm responsible, not, not solely, but you know, I'm, I'm a big reason of why people see battle rap as this genre now is because, because the first battle that was actually caught on the camera that, that came out on like the DVD, which was, which was smack. There wasn't a smack DVD when I, it was just a dude with a camera. You know what I'm saying? So it was me, Jay Mills, and a nigga with a camera. That just happened to be smack. He just happened to catch that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like something that already has been happening, but he caught that moment, and then once he put it out and named his DVD smack, then it turned into a different, you know what I mean? It, it, it kind of like veered off into its own genre. You know, so I've been doing this since 14 years old. You know what I mean? Battle rapper. You're not only a great battle rapper, but like I said, I just really be listening to the rhymes, man, and the rhymes is, like, so intricate, and, like, you're actually a great writer. Like, if you was the right, right. if you were the right, uh, I mean, journalism or anything, I think you would be a great writer. So I was going to ask you, how hard is it for you to shake the perception of being just a battle rapper? Like, how hard is it to well, shake that, that perception? Well, I mean, you know what? It's, it's 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 hard because well it was hard because that's all people knew at first you know so like like I said like see like like I not to bring up the same people but like Eminem or Jay Z one of them DMX they were doing the exact same things that I was doing battle rapper but what happened was people didn't see them in that light first so they didn't pigeonhole them because they didn't even know that's what they did yeah you know what I mean so so when people saw me. Before they saw me doing any music or, you know, putting out records, they just automatically assumed that this is what it is that I do. You know, it's, it's like, you know, since we're on a, the Flores podcast and things like that, that nature, it's like this. You know, I would compare myself to, like, as somebody, something new, to, like, Devin Booker, right? So, like, when we saw Devin Booker in, in, in Kentucky, right, we saw him... And we had no fucking clue. Like we just, he just was looked like a dude that could shoot really well. Yeah. Like he's a spot up shooter. You know what I mean? He didn't really handle the ball much. So when he kind of like went to the NBA, we like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> wait a minute. Is this just because? No, but I'm talking about when he first, like when he first announced that he was entering the draft. People were kind of confused that because they were like, wait a minute. Is this just some Kentucky shit? Like, is this just, because we, he averaged like six points. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't even, he just looked like he just shoot. And then once he got to the NBA, people were like, oh, wait a minute. He do all this other shit? We didn't even see this before. It, just, you know what I mean? And that's just what I, what I, you know, it's like the person that once they see me do one thing, they just automatically think that's all it is that you can do. So now you just have to keep persistently consistently showing them, you know what I'm saying now? You have to consistently show them that, you know, um, that, that you do, you, you're good at other areas as well. So it's tough, but 
you know, it's all about being consistent. And, you know what I mean, once you're consistent, then everything works itself out. And I think right now that that's happening because, you know, I've got to deal with Buster Rhymes, uh, conglomerate, you know, um, and I got a record right now that's on the radio out here, and it's about to uh, be serviced across the country. So, you know, soon they're going to be hearing about murder move on that side, you know, not just battle rapping or, or things of that nature. Yeah, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about that. Let's talk about your new deal with Buster Rhymes and how that whole situation came about. Um, well, Buster Rhymes was a battle rap fan of me, of mine. You know what I mean? So, like, he was actually trying to sign me right where OT Genesis had just signed. Before OT Genesis came out with I'm In Love With The Coco, he was actually, so me and him were supposed to sign at the same exact time. You know what I mean? So, he was trying to sign me, but what happened was, I just had came out, like, another situation, and I was a little bit, you know, on the edge about actually signing another deal because, you know, just just me coming from a bad situation, it's like, you know, dudes that, or women that, um, that they, you know, they just come out of a bad relationship or a breakup, they don't want to just jump into one. So, but Buster, you know, he was, it's a, once again, this word, man, consistency. He was consistent in trying to sign me. Even after OT Genesis did it, after, even after OG Genesis came out with a hit record, right? And he could have been like, yo, you know what? I actually signed before, before he popped. Now that he popped, I'm not like, see, this is your fault. Basically, he could have been like, now you, now I'm not trying to sign you. But he didn't. He, he kept on trying to sign me. And, and, I really, and I really was like, yo, you know what I mean? I took like, I was appreciative of that. Like, damn, even even at the most part where he could try to front on me the most, where he could be like, well, now I don't want to sign you because you didn't believe in it when it was coming off the ground. But he kept on. And then, you know, recently I just signed. It's been about three years already. And he's trying to sign me. And I just signed a couple months ago. And, um, you know, I'm actually, it's one of the best moves I ever did to my uh, career so far, man, because... You know, he believed in me the way that he tell me. So let's let's talk about the hundred dollar bill song, man. I, I I've been seeing it on social media a lot myself. So who who is the producer? Yeah. Who is the producer? And let's give me just give the people just some information about the hundred dollar bill and where they can find it and how they can check it out. Uh hundred dollar bill is actually uh it's 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 featuring and produced by a kid from Harlem, which is where I'm from. I'm from Harlem, New York. Um his name is Audi Rob. He's a young kid. This kid is like, you know, he's incredible. Uh, as far as he grew up around like Swiss Beats and Dan Dan Grease, you know, and he got a good sound. So, you know, that that's um he actually got my second single too, which is called Bando. But um, you know, he he grew up around where I'm from, and I knew I knew him through some mutual people, my man Sugar J, or whatever, and um. He let me hear the beat. We got busy with it. And um, now we just, you know, we just actually, we waited for the sample to get cleared a little. Like, once that comes back, it should be back in the next week or so. Then we could go full-fledged with the record. Yeah. But right now, you know, you could get it on um, iTunes. You could get it on Google Play, Apple Music. It's on every, you know, every streaming, everywhere you could get it. Everywhere that's basically any song you want to pick up, you can get it. You know what I mean? 
Man, I came from that same era, man. I'm a little older than you, but I came from that same golden era of rap, man, and I miss that shit. Like, I be riding around, and I even tell my son, you know, I, I don't try to, you know, tell him not to listen to this or not listen to that, and but at the same time, I want to give him that that background. You know, I want to give him that that that, yeah. that that lesson. Like, yo, listen to some Jay Z or listen to some Nas. I just want to ask you, man, because you are I, I do feel like you are from that same that same DNA, that same cloth. Like, how can we get this shit back to the golden era of rap, man? Or do you feel like is it possible or is it a lost cause? Well, no, it's it's not a lost cause. You know what it is? It's see what it is. Is this right? People like we can't expect. We can't expect everybody to to like what we like. You know what I mean? And we can't force feed anybody, you know, especially with the influence that's going on uh with with just, you know, um the media period, man. Like like everything is so fast now. Everything is so the information is so fast, you get the information, it's it's so they gonna like what they like with children, but this is what I always like to say, right? I say this. I don't think the the the, the era of hip hop or rap is is, is is um I don't think it's it's gone because if you look at it right now, you look at a dude like J. Cole, right? You look at a dude like Kendrick Lamar, they they represent that music that we talking about. Yeah. They they that's what they represent. And if you look at that that album sales as opposed to you know, a lot of these other dudes that, that might be on the radio every day or in the club, they album sales, they dwarf their album sales. You know what I mean? But, but so I don't think it's not, I don't think it's gone. I actually think it's, it's still working. It's just the perception of because you hear this shit on the radio all day or you hear something in the club. You don't really hear Kendrick Lamar songs in the clubs. You don't hear J. Cole songs in the club, really. You don't hear a lot of these dudes that 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 represent music like that in the club because that's not the kind of music they gonna make. We you know where you see them at in the Grammys. Yeah. That's where you see them at. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so I'd rather be that. Like you know what I'm saying? I I would rather my music live on forever. That's good. That's good music as opposed to just you know trying to make it into being in the club because that shit only lasts for so long, man. You know what I mean? But when you make timeless music, you make music that's gonna live forever. Then, then that's when you know you you get paid forever. That's when you know your your uh your accolades become you know um you turn from a I like to say you turn from a legend into a myth. Like like when you 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 just so much of this dude that people don't even believe you existed. Like around a hundred years, two hundred years, you know what I mean? It's like you like damn this dude is this person he existed. Did he even exist? Yeah. But these dudes are gonna be fly by night. You know what I'm saying? Cuffs like they gonna be fly by night, bro. Like they gonna come in, they gonna have a good run. You've been seeing it how long, bro? You see these dudes have a good run, a year, two years, maybe three. Nice little run. I'm gonna tell you, man. I heard that Locks album, that the the new Locks album that came out, and that's, like, man, that shit had me actually emotional listening to it because I'm like, man, I miss this shit. Like, I miss how this yeah, shit. I miss right? how this shit feel. Like that shit felt like nineteen nineties. It felt like ninety seven, ninety eight. Like it, it had that feeling to it, man. Yo, bro, and and you know what? I I, I only worry about situations I can control, bro. You know what I mean? Like we we what we do, we sit here cuffs and we we complain because I, I I started to like like complaining like goddamn man like 
What's going on? <laughs> All of this mumbling and this, what does the fun of the village is doing? You know what I mean? You know that shit getting on your nerves. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But they... you know what it is? We only could, we can only listen to what we can decide what we want to listen to. You know what I'm saying? What we going to listen to, then fuck it. That's it. What they going to listen to, cool. You know what I mean? It's, it's millions of people that love rock and roll. I don't listen to rock and roll. You know what I mean? That don't mean it's whack. That don't, I'm just, I don't listen to it. I don't like it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I can't, I can't fault young children or, or anybody for trying to force feed down their throat with some shit that they don't like. Like, Yo, you're supposed to like this. No, nah, man, music is a feeling. And, and all I'm going to do is just keep creating the music that I feel like is right now. You know, like, I had that problem early where I, I, was, I started trying to just wanting to cater to what I thought people wanted to hear. And what I found out is that I wasn't being true to myself, bro. And, and that shit hurts. Because if you make it and you're not yourself, do you know how much you got to live with that shit? Like, to look in the mirror to know that people believe in a lie. People, like, you got to per- perpetrate something that's not even you. I don't want to make it like that, bro. I want to I wanna make it to where my story is told and whatever people can grasp onto what it is, then cool, man. You know what I mean? And that's how I'm going to do it. Cuffs, point blank. I'm going to play my game, man. I ain't going out there trying to play somebody else's game, my nigga. We got Murder Mook on the Flourish podcast right now, man. Harlem legend. So so what can we look for? We got a mixtape coming out. We got an album. What, what, what can we be looking for right here? We, 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 well, we got, listen, man, you know, look for that $100 bill very soon. You know what I mean? That's definitely going to, y'all going to hear that in the radio, uh, especially with, with across the country really soon. Um, I got definitely got an album um, that, I'm, that I'm working on. Like like I said, I'm uh, signed a conglomerate, Buster Rhymes, man. You know what I mean? That, uh, my man OT Genesis right now. He out killing these airwaves, you know what I'm saying? He got cut it, push it. He, he got the new joints, his mixtape, Coke and Butter. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm just I'm just working on what, what I'm doing. We got uh, Aaron Cooks. He another artist on us, man. That's super dope, man. Aaron, we, we just uh, we just building up. We formulating, you know, the, the plan of what's going on. Ain't nobody going to stop me, man. Because if you know me, if you watch me, you know how, how cocky that I am as far as my of my rapping ability. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. ain't nobody gonna stop me in what I'm coming to do. I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna be humble as long as it, 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 it warrants me being humble. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna talk shit when, <laughs> when, when it's time for me to talk my shit. Don't get, don't get it twisted, Hey, man. look, you know hey, look, hey, look, on the real, I think that's why I think this is why I don't know how I don't know how we actually linked up and who who told you about me and vice versa. But it's like that's why I always fuck with you, man. Cause I, it's like I got that same confidence. I got that same. I talk my shit, but at the same time, like you know, I keep it humble. But it, right, but yo, listen, bro. It's like yo, my G. Yo, you know what I've been learning? I learned in this game, in this game, in this rap game, bro. Niggas ain't going. If you if you if you act like you ain't nice. Then the niggas gonna sit there and let you not be nice. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, like, cause they know you this person, so so they not gonna like if you if you don't let it be known, then they gonna always act like, well, you're not that nigga. You feel me? And, and and the point about it is, it's a way we could do it. You know, when when it warrants, it's really not being cocky. It's actually you telling the truth. 
You feel me? It's, it's like, yo, I'm not, I'm not fronting on y'all. I'm not fronting on y'all. I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did LeBron come back down one three? He did. <laughs> speaking yo, of that, speaking of that, speaking of that, we got to get to it on the Flourish podcast. Yo, the, the people, this is, listen, this is what I really wanted to come on here for, though. Yeah, <laughs> you be making me hype because the way you argue. The shit you say is the exact shit I say to everybody about LeBron. Let me give you a little quick insight about how I became this much of a LeBron James fan, right? Right. Now, I played basketball. I played basketball growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, I was good at basketball. Like, honestly, like, really good. AU, all type of shit. You know what I mean? Like, if niggas watching my battles, if people watching my battles... Hold on one second, bro. And people watching my battle and shit, people, people like a lot of people mention my basketball background and shit. So, so one 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 year, one summer, I was playing in in this this tournament, AU tournament called Rumble in the Bronx, right? So we played against these dudes. You know what I'm saying? This team from Ohio. Now I'm in tenth grade, <laughs> ninth grade, ninth going to tenth. So I see this one nigga we playing. This nigga got an afro. Nobody really knew this nigga, though. The first play of the game, right? The nigga gets the, they get they win the tip. This nigga gets the ball and he go to the hole and do like from the side. He do the reverse dunk with his right hand on the left side of the basket. Like from the right side, he come up with his right hand and, and like a windmill, but one hand and dunk it. Now that's the first play. So that's <laughs> like, yo, who the fuck is this nigga? Right? So throughout the game, as he's busting our ass, this nigga shooting fadeaway threes, bro. This nigga doing shit like niggas shouldn't be able to do in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like fadeaways, he 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 palming the ball, holding niggas off, backing niggas. He was just doing that. We beat them, but but because it was just only really him. But throughout the game, he's like, who the fuck is this dude? They like, yo, this guy named LeBron James. And niggas like, oh, okay. And like right after that, niggas started really hearing about this nigga. And and like after the fucking after the game, you know, I just gave the nigga pop like, yo, man. I now he knew this shit, but I'm like, yo, man, you 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 go to the fucking NBA, right? Now. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo. Whoever you is, you are going to the league. He's like, you're good looking, thanks, man. Da, da, da. And, 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 and then that's how I found out about him. Like, I played against this nigga. He had like 46 or some shit like that. But, like, and it was like, ever since then, I was a fan, bro. Like, a real diehard fan. You know, so that's how I got cool. That's how I uh, actually became a fan of him. So, yeah, let's talk some shit now. Man, look, man. Like, the NBA final shit was so crazy because. I tried to warn niggas all that whole season. Like, look, man, these niggas, these warrior niggas, they do look, they do look phenomenal right now. They do look like a juggernaut right now. But I mean, they would the media, everybody, niggas was telling me like LeBron was finished. Like he's not winning no more championships. And I think I think the worst mistake they made is when Clay Thompson, you know, when he said it's a man's league and all that shit, like they forgot who they was fucking with, man. They really Yo, forgot. Really? Like you know what, bro? I'm going to keep it a buck with you, right? I don't think they forgot who they was fucking with, right? The thing is, they wasn't banking on Kyrie. See, LeBron was killing beforehand. Remember, like, even last last finals, LeBron 
was averaging them their triple double. Yeah. Like, but see, LeBron had to wake up Kyrie. He had to wake him up to let him understand the fact that, yo, you are you are really better than all of these niggas. You feel me? Like, see, the NBA got a way of doing that to you. Where, where what they do is you come up in the ranks together, you might be better than somebody. But then all of a sudden, just because of the system you win, right? Just because of the system and how much your team is winning and all of this kind of shit, they'll, they'll make it to where you feel like this person is better than you. So the way they were typing up Steph Curry, just because he only shot threes and shit, you know, they made it to where they, they, you could seem like, yo, he's better than him. So Kyrie was kind of like, he was not in the groove that he needed to be in at first until LeBron like, yo, wake the fuck up. Like, you are the, you was the better than him then, and you still better than him. Like, there's no, there's no, if and the fuck about you being better than him, and I think that's what happened. And Kyrie woke up like, hold up, you right. Like, people are forgetting that Kyrie Irving was the number one pick in the draft. Kyrie Irving was a monster at Duke, even though he only played 11 games. And that's all I, that's all I was telling people during the finals. Like, when I came out and said what I said, even after the finals, I was like, I don't give a fuck about the hype and all the crazy circuit shot threes. Steph Curry is a phenomenal player, a phenomenal shooter. But he's, shooter, not, he's shooter, not a better shooter, basketball shooter. player than Kyrie Irving. Like he's not yeah, a better not, all around. He's not a better yeah, all around player. He's a shooter. That's it. Phenomenal shooter. Like like Steph Steph can really shoot the ball, right? But when when and, and I'm not gonna even lie to you, man. I, I and I know you. I know you thought of this because you you break down the game as I break down the game. Like I knew how to beat the niggas beforehand. Period. Like. This, what they started to do later in the game to beat them is what I've been saying how to beat them the whole entire time. I'm going to make Steph Curry go shoot layups. I'm going to make everybody go shoot layups. I'm switching everything, and I don't care if you beat me, you're going to have to beat me and go make a layup. See, a lot of times what happens with the, with the big men when they switch off or when they get beat, they try to recover, and when they try to recover, he just step back. Because they're not agile enough to be able to do that. But once you beat me, like if you if you watch the game, and I'm talking to all of the people out there, if y'all watch these games, when you see him get beat and they just let him go, you see how hesitant he was to kind of go because he wanted to go back to the three, but he was just like, <laughs> he was just like, fuck it, now I gotta go. And then you know his layup percentage was really was was worse. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what happened. Like you start. And you start fucking, you know, uh, uh, making them niggas go shoot layups. It's a whole different ball game. Whole different you know ball I mean? game. And now they got they got Kevin Durant. I knew we was gonna lose like that the second game. See, people, what people need to understand, right? LeBron is this type of person, man. When the game counted, like for when people needed to see it, right? When people needed to see the game, which was Christmas. On Christmas, yeah. Right. People needed to see that game. This is a game that's important. It's watched. It's a watch, most watched game. Now we're going to show you we're going to do this. But this next game, now we know we can beat you, and y'all know that we can beat you. Now we're going to get our ass cut because what we're going to do is not let you see everything else. That we're going to make y'all feel like y'all could beat us again. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and the game wasn't really as important to them no more. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. So, yeah I said the same thing. I said it's like me playing my son in the driveway, and every now and then I got to let my son beat me so he can get his confidence up. But at the end of the day, he knows I'm better than him. You get what I'm saying? And I felt like that was one of those type of moments where I think they – I don't want to say they came out there and just took a knee and just you know, gave him the game. They did take a knee. But oh, I, I feel like it was – I think they were playing possum. I think they played possum. They took a knee, bro. They took a knee. They didn't even care. They did not care no more. They didn't give a fuck about that game, bro. Because we beat you on Christmas, on the Lord's birthday. <laughs> we beat y'all niggas on Jesus' birthday, man. Are you kidding me? Call we, that shit, Mook. We beat y'all on Jesus' birthday. We good. We good, nigga. That is that shit. Cool. Y'all gonna, and that's what they going to run into. That's what they going to run into right now. A lot of times, right? I ain't going to lie. Like, with, when they got the Kevin Durant pick and shit, me and Kevin Durant was actually, like, really, really cool. You know what I'm saying? But but we kind of felt a little distant because, um, you know, because I, I was a LeBron James fan more. You know what I'm saying? And he felt like, you know, I could understand him. You know, he kind of felt like, yo, me and you hang out and shit. You know what I mean? Like, we, we cool, we hang out. How do this much of a LeBron fan? But it was like, yo, I'm, I was a LeBron fan before I even knew you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you my man, but LeBron is God. That's it. It's no, there's no, it's no like, like, he's God, bro. You can't even do this. You my man, but I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, man. I'm so, not going to lie to nobody. I had the same similar situation with KD. We, you know, we became cool and shit. But, you know, I be talking my shit. And then when he joined the Warriors, I've been talking my shit. So it's like. I could tell, I could tell, like, I haven't really spoken to him in a while, so I'm like, yeah, he probably ain't fucking with your boy right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's not well, really. Yeah, but look, my nigga, I say this, bro, KD, as, as, a, as a man, as a real man, like, son, that's like, that's like, I'm, I'm your man. Murder Hook is your man. Do I think you're supposed to expect that me being better than fucking Biggie Smalls, bro? Or <laughs> me being better? You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, even, yeah. Yo, like, yeah. I wouldn't even expect that. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold that against you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I felt like he was the second best player. But I, like, LeBron James is, is he's, he came in the league way before you. One, I was a fan. I knew, I knew about his, like, I was a fan of him before you. I'm not going to just go against that. Like, I'm not going to go against him. Just because of that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, that's how we, we, we fell out with that, I guess. Which is cool. You know what I mean? Because, I, you know, I just, I was just mad at the fact that he went to the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like, I felt like, like, now if you do win, you can't, like, even if you win, you didn't win. And that's the thing, that goes back to the shit that I was telling you, Cuss, earlier about, about, like, me with music, like if I'm gonna go be do something else that's not me, and now if I'm winning and I'm not able to really look in the mirror or feel good about myself, knowing that I did it the, the way that I wanted to do it, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I can't do that, and I know that shit is gonna haunt him if he does win with them. I would rather him not win with them. Didn't do that because he's gonna have to live with that his whole life. Man. I didn't like the move, man, because I really felt like with the team that they had in place, they were up three one on on the Warriors. They could have came back and really beat them this year. Yo, bro, bro, 
Wait, who you talking about was a 3-1 on the Warriors? The, the, the Thunder was up 3-1 on them niggas. Yo, son, son. Yo, listen. This is, this is why I was so angry. I was so angry because y'all had them niggas on the ropes for real. And you being the best player on that team, if you're not able to close... That's nobody's fault but you. <laughs> you understand? Exactly. That's no, like, Stephen Adams can't be mad. You know what I'm saying? Enos Cantor. None of them niggas. Like, that's your fault. You understand? That is your fault, bro. Y'all was up 3-1. Y'all showed them that you could beat them. And then you go to the team that came back and beat you. That made no sense. I would have rather than went to the Spurs, man. Something I would have rather than went to one of those teams. Or Boston, or like Boston, or somewhere like that. The Clippers. Nah, nobody don't want to come to the East. Do not come to the East. We know that. <laughs> Speaking of the East, man, should the Knicks trade Melo, man? I'm going to tell you what the Knicks should do. The Knicks should, should fire Jeff Warnerstack and hire Mark Jackson. That's one. They need, to, they need to hire Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson is from New York. Mark Jackson is the whole epitome of the Golden State Warriors right now, yo. The whole he's the epitome of what that team is. Like like he was there and they didn't start making no noise. Niggas they start becoming defenders. They didn't start feeling like they was as good as they was until he got there. He made the philosophy and he made them stick to it. Remember, they beat the Spurs twice. Two games that year that Montana first came there. Yeah. You remember? Yeah, yeah, they almost he, had him. They, yeah. They, in the second round. So that was a promise they that was promising, and then the next year they win the championship, and that's because of Steve Kerr. Nah, nah. So what they got, what the niggas got to do, is they got to get rid of Jeff Hornacek, and you got to you got to get a, a a dude that's a gritty person that's gonna hold people accountable. One, and then two, they need to start Brandon Jennings. That's two. They need to start him, and Carmelo Anthony needs to understand that he he should be. He should be the second option on that team. That's what I would, that's what I would make him. Because what, what it is with Melo, right, his pressure, he, he's under so much pressure that, that his game, he's not able to do some of the things he used to do because his athleticism is leaving him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a lot of times, you know, he, 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 we know what he's going to do. He's going to jab. He's going to pull up. You know what I mean? He can post you up some. But he's not able to do those Carmelo Anthony moves. He needs to be the, the second option. And and I don't think they should trade him, but I think they should rearrange where the players go through and who's the options and what it is. You understand what so I'm saying? So you so you saying you think Porzingis should be the number one option then? No, that, that that's not even that goes without question. Porzingis is like he he is the like his play like on some real shit. He's the best player on that team right now. Period. He's the best player on that team. Like, and, but, but he, he has to defer, and his, his growth is getting stunted because, you know, it's, this is Melo. And we understand, like, Melo is Melo. Is Mello. Great, great player. He's a great player. We knew that. But in order for him to win, he has to make sure that he defers because his, 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 his shooting percentage, one, you see how shooting percentage is slumping. He'll have 40, he'll have 31 games, and then the next four games, He'll shoot five for 16. You know what I mean? He'll do shit like that. And I think Porzingis should be the option, the number one option. And I think Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose, he should, he should have like 
I would I would start this. This is going to be my star five cups. I would start Brandon Jennings. I would start um, Carmelo. I would start Prozingic. I would start um, who's the other dude that that start? Um, what's the other one? Uh, 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 I think it's Courtney Lee. I think I think Courtney Lee starts. Yeah, it's Courtney Lee, and it's another one. Joaquin uh, starts, right? Yeah, Noah. Yeah, when he's healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would, I would take, I would do Porzingis, Carmelo, Brandon Jennings, Derrick Rose, and um, see that's a tough one because it's either I, you, I would either start Joe King because I can't or Courtney Lee. One, one of them, one of them got to get out of there. They have to. I they, think Derrick, Derrick, hey Derrick Rose has came out and said he want Max, a Max deal this summer. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I, I mean, I just really don't. I don't, man. I don't see that happening. They're gonna get in a match deal, you know, because Brandon Jennings make that team go. He's a point guard. Yeah, he's a smart player. You know what I'm saying? He's he a point guard. No matter how much he, you know, we, we don't really shoot as, as well. You know what I mean, we know this about Brandon Jennings. But if you put him around, you know, some dudes that can really get it done, he do it. Like you know what I'm saying? When you see him out there with Paul Pierce. He made the team go. You feel what I'm saying? And I feel like Derrick Rose, he's not a pass-oriented, um, uh, he's not a pass-first point guard. We know that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he's, he's, and he doesn't really shoot really well. That, but that's just me, man. You know, that's just me, man. Melo, Melo he need to, they need to just defer to uh, Porzingis because he's a person that can't really be stopped to. Him, Uncle Macumbo, those are like some of my top players coming like, right now. Oh, I, I love the Greek. Yeah, I love the Greek freak, man. Like he, he, he's, he's a once in a generation talent, man. I, I really like seeing him. I think he's next, to be honest. Yeah, he next. He definitely next, man. He, I think he's next, man. He next. I'm, let me ask you this, though, Cuffs. Do you believe? Well, first of all, I just want to ask you: Russell Westbrook not starting over Steph Curry. What you feel about that? Man, that shit is like a hundred percent fucking horseradish. Like I, I said it on Twitter, like. <laughs> When you got <laughs> when you got a guy who's averaging a triple double in 2017 modern day NBA basketball, and you telling me I understand the kids get to vote and all type of foreigners get to vote, and we love the three point shot, we love these fadeaway threes, these 35 foot circus shots, but we talking about pure basketball. We talking about. I haven't seen anything about. I've been like. How's Steph Curry been playing lately? I mean, I don't. I mean, he's been. I haven't really heard he, much about him. He's been playing the, you know, the like he always had pretty much. I mean, he's shooting the three well, but we talking about a guy that's averaging a triple double. There's no way, there's no way on earth a guy that's averaging a triple double should not be starting in the All Star game. He got to play. He's the second best to me. Yes, yeah, I, I said this. I, I've I've been documented. I said it like a couple months ago. Westbrook is the second best player on earth right now. On earth. Raji on earth. There's no, there's no even if ends or buts about. And, and maybe that's why I don't know. Maybe is that why KD broke out? Maybe I don't know. It could be that because you know maybe he didn't want to. He felt like Russell Westbrook was was doing, you know, was 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 surpassing him. I guess you know what I mean. And and, and KD is one of those kind of players that he's not a player that's gonna be able to like he don't want to make no way. You know what I mean? Like, like Russell was really 
You know what I mean? He, like, he a dog. He a dog, he a yeah. Dog. He, you know what I mean? Like, KD want to, yo, I want just the ball to, to, to swing and I don't want to, you know, make no waves and all of that because Russell Westbrook like, man, fuck these niggas. Fuck all of them. <laughs> I love you know it. What I'm I love it, man. Fuck like, all of them. I, I love I Westbrook. I love Westbrook too, man. And, and I, 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 I want to see when they play each other because, you know, I, I feel like, I hope they meet each other in the playoffs, man. I hope they meet each other in the playoffs, Reed. To be honest, does does Draymond Green deserve to go to the All Star game? Draymond is probably the most versatile defender in the NBA. He can guard every position. And man, there's a lot of defenders like that in the NBA. Yeah, man. but this guy, I mean, I had to give. I, I, I'm not necessarily. I disagree. I'm not a Draymond fan because a lot of the shit he do on the court, man, I don't agree with. But Draymond is the only dog on that team. Like, I, dis- I disagree with him going to the All-Star game, bro, because look at this. I've been seeing this dude. What do he, he average? What do, he average? do we even average double figures, man? I want to say he averages. He got to be averaging about 11. Seconds. That's the thing with Draymond. He's more, of a, he's more of a facilitator. I'm going to play defense. I'm going to do all the little things. He's like a glue. Which is cool. you a glue guy. Yeah, he's a glue I'm guy, yeah. He's averaging, you, he's averaging 10 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Cool. Beautiful. I love it. You a glue guy. No problem. Now, my, my, the only thing I'm asking you is this. If you take all of them dudes off the team, does, is Draymond Green as, as effective on, on making a team or, or, or making a team or winning a team? Like, oh, could no. you take him off the team? But I, I agree. I don't, think he, I don't think he can stand alone and be a, uh, like a number one option on a team. Well, then that's an all-star to me. Since when did all-star, since when has all-star become <laughs> a person that makes you, like, like you're an all-star because you you one of the people that makes your team really well, I mean, really um, really good or whatever. Like, that wasn't a fucking all-star. An all-star was no matter who you, no matter what your record was, really, no matter what it was, if you was a nigga that was a, a, a talent, if you was an all-star player in the NBA, that was an all-star. That was an all-star to me. Not a person that, that they giving you consolation and they leaving out other motherfuckers like Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, yeah. Like, I, 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 look, you took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say, I don't give a fuck who doesn't make it and who does I mean, who doesn't make it, but I know Damian Lillard better make the fucking all-star team this year. But how? Look at, look at they already stuck. If I was Russell Westbrook, I wouldn't even play, to be honest. If I was Russell Westbrook, bro, I would not even play. I'm going to tell him that, too. I wouldn't play. Because that is... <laughs> for real, bro, that's... Who started? It's KD. Curry. It's KD. It's Curry, Curry. And, it's Curry, Harden. It's Curry and Harden in the backcourt with Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Curry. Kawhi Leonard, maybe? Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he's starting. So how the fuck is... is, is, is wait a minute. <laughs> how is... The Marcus Cousins, not yo, bro. This is disrespect. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? This is complete disrespect, bro. The Marcus Cousins? Are you kidding me? I, I don't. I don't know how they can solve this shit because they've they've actually changed the way they do the voting format. And and in in years past, they used to go strictly fan vote, but now they've made that a percentage of the vote. Now they do coaches and players voting. They gotta figure this shit out because every year. 
it's one or two deservable guys that well, are. Well, we we know this. We know we know. Like like there's gonna be some there's gonna be some snubs. Some snubs, yeah. We but all I'm saying is snub for the right person. Like <laughs> like like let it be the snub be because it was Demarcus Cousins and Damian Lillard. Let it not be Draymond Green and Damian Lillard. Let it not do, let it not be that kind of snub, bro. Because that's disrespectful, man. That's fucking that's yo, that's total disrespect, man. That's that's like yo. It's, it's, look at all of the other people that play the position in the West that can that can go over Draymond Green. Like I'm gonna be livid if Draymond Green makes an All Star team, bro. I'm gonna be livid. Now that you, now, now, you. That you, now that you say this, and I really think about it, like yeah, Draymond Green is taking up a, a great roster spot on the on the Western All Star team, man. Because I, 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 I have I have a hunch that somebody. Like a Damon Lillard, I, I I hope he doesn't. Like I really fuck with Dame, man. Like I hope Dame finally gets his his recognition, man. But we like I I, I agree with this. Now that I sit here and read, thinking about the roster, like Chris Paul is not Chris Paul is not going to make it because he's injured, of course. But Dame Dame got to get in, man. Chris Paul is gonna he's gonna make the All Star team. Yeah, he's gonna, gonna yeah he, yeah he's gonna make it, but he, I, he's not gonna play because he's injured. So I think they're gonna put somebody else in that spot. Like look at look at look at the teams you got in the West. Right, you got the teams in the West. You got, you got. So, so what you call? Let's even go with Houston. Let's go with Houston. We got James Harden. Is like, like maybe solely the only player, right? Yeah. On Houston, like we know this. Like, Dan Tony should make the fucking All Star team. You want to be honest? Like, <laughs> be all the way up, because he just came over there. But who, who else you got? You got, you got the Spurs. Kawhi, right. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard, he he definitely in. What about Lamarcus? What about Lamarcus Aldridge? I don't think LA's gonna get in, man. If it came, if you, if you asking my if you asking my vote, I'm definitely gonna take Aldridge over Green. Me too. I mean, he, that that would be a, anybody that's smart. Hey, what what the Spurs is what? How many games behind them? They four. Part, I want to say three or four. Yeah, they're right there. Only Three or four. So if Draymond Green deserves to get in because, they, you know, they say, like, well, you know, his productivity is because he's playing with all of these great players and such and such, we can say the same about LaMarcus Aldridge. You know what I mean? We can say the same thing about LaMarcus Aldridge. Who else we got? Fucking, uh, I was just talking, I was just talking about somebody the other day in the West. They doing good that nobody really would have going to expect them to do good. Who the fuck was the team, man? It's gonna come to me. It's one of them teams. It's one it's of about, them. Is it Gordon Hayward for Utah? Gordon Hayward. It was actually Gordon Hayward. I think he deserved to be on the All Star team. To be honest, he, he got a strong case this year. He got a very strong case. He do. Utah doing really, really well. They just gonna snub some motherfuckers that I hate <laughs> to see get snubbed, man. For so, real, so man. what happened? Give me the story, man. Tell me the story. What happened with Draymond Green outside the club? Man? We was at the, uh, what the fuck was this? Oh, 1-0. And they was outside or whatever. So, you know, I always, I always, you know, how much of a LeBron fan I am and the shit that he was talking to LeBron. And, you know, I don't like when people come at my man like that. You know what I mean? talking shit. So I'm, I'm like, yo, you know, I see him. He's like, yo, what's good? Because this is the first time I ever met him. You know what I mean? So first, you know, I always congratulate you for, for actually being in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, like once. And I ain't no hater. 
So yeah. I asked him, I asked him who was the best player in the NBA. And he um he said, uh, Steph Curry, which he should have. You know, and then, you know, I just reminded him about the, you know, the finals and, and you know, what what the niggas did to them in the finals and shit like that. <laughs> and uh, you know, I had to I had to remind them. You know, I just said, you know, you, you do realize that the nigga averaged the triple double two years in a row on y'all in the finals, man. You know what I'm saying? You you do you do realize that, man. You do realize every time Steph Curry was in the finals, he he didn't even win the MVP. He didn't even win the MVP. You can't be considered one of the you can't be the best player if soon as you get to the finals. How did Andre Iguodala win the MVP over you in the finals? Like you that 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 shit is like that's that's fucking I don't even know the word for that, man. That's like that's, 17 points. That's like Tony Kukoc winning the final MVP over Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, he but he kept the same attitude when he's out there. So I, that's why I was saying he's like, yeah, but we're gonna see what happened this year. We're gonna see what happened this year. I said, Yeah, y'all are gonna see what happened this year. And this was this was actually right before Christmas, to be honest. The Christmas was coming up. I said, We're gonna see what happened on the Christmas. That's what he said. Let's see what happened on this Christmas game. You know what I'm saying? And you know, he, he was a little bit he was he was a little angry, which is cool. But hey, man, you know, he's like, but what if I ain't get if I ain't get ejected? I'm like, hey, that's your fault. We're gonna do the rapid fire flourish right here at the end. And this is how this go, man. I'm gonna ask you a series of questions and just give me the first thing that come to your mind. Just a just a quick answer right off the head. Give me uh, your, give, give me your best Harlem rapper of all time. Big ass. Which NYC stripper slash bartender? Has the best ass. Lee Millie. Woo. I thought you were going to say Linda Rose. <laughs> nah, nah. Lee Millie. Lee Millie. Lee, Lee Millie. Millie. Shout out yeah. to Lee Millie, man. All right. Give me <laughs> give me your best soul food restaurant in Harlem. Angry Roots. Yeah, I got to try that out, man. I was actually in Harlem back in August, man. It was, it was totally. Damn, you should have hit me. Yeah, I, I was up there with the family for a few days. I'm coming back like in March, though, so we definitely going to link up, man. I'm coming back in March. Um... Give me your dream artist and your dream producer to do a song with. Eminem and um, damn, producer. Woo! Eminem, Eminem, and I, and I want to say, well, damn, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, that's a good answer. So give me your oh, Mount, yeah. give me your Mount Rushmore of battle rappers all time. Give me the four faces on your Mount Rushmore of battle rappers. Do I include me? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Me, 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 me. Yeah, that's about that. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You niggas go that dialogue. Nah, me, I'm going to no, some real shit. I would go me, uh, Lux, Rex. Me, Lux, Rex, and uh, Hollow right now. Well, there you have it, folks. The Flourish Podcast with our special guest, Murder Mook. Let the people know where they can follow you on social media, man. Hey, man, it's, you follow me at Murder Mook Easy, M U R D A M O O K. The letter E is Z. That's for everything uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that good shit. Um, Facebook, all of them, all of them, you know, they, they uh, verify the shit. So that's, that's really where they can find me. And, uh, you know, fuck with me, man. Cause I, I'm, I'm very honest, because. I could have went with this shit all night, man. I forgot we was actually doing a fucking podcast, to be honest. That's what I'm saying, man. We, we, we got we to gotta do this shit again, man. Like I said, I'm going to be up top. 
I'm gonna come. I'm gonna be in the city like in March, man. So we, if we can link up, man, we can we, we can really sit down and do this shit in the studio or something and just talk and just really talk this shit. Cause this, this shit was good. Like I said, it's like an hour long, but it's a lot of information, man. It's a lot of good information, a lot of good insight, and I'm glad to finally have you on the Flourish Podcast, man. And we definitely gonna stay in touch, bro. Ah, uh, thank you, man. Appreciate it, man. Y'all be good out there, man. Man, he got plugged twice. AMG the part the name and Marcus. I just leave barking. I don't need parking. I'm in the lows with a centerfold. Guess that's all for you niggas, though. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Like the 80s with the money ain't no chip. He don't see paper, that nigga crazy. Yeah. This man dollar bill, man. Shout out to Murder Mook once again for joining us on the Flourish podcast, taking time out and rocking with the Flourishers. Shout out to all the fans, day one listeners. Everybody been asking me, yo, Cuffington, what's good with the podcast, my boy? It don't matter what I was doing, man. I could be on Twitter talking about something. I could be on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I might post a video of my son from one of his basketball games. Yo, Cuffs, what's up with the podcast, though, bro? We need that shit, man. Shout out to all the fans, man, because I didn't really understand how big this was. Like, I kind of I took for granted how influential I actually am, and, and I'm not trying to say that in an arrogant way, but I kind of took for granted how influential I am, not just for the culture, but just in this whole sports landscape. Like, a lot of people have taken shit from me and ran with it, and try to capitalize off my off my just my flourish, my the organic flourish. This is it's just something you can't explain. It's just something that's real and organic. And a lot of people seem to take my shit and run with it. But at the end of the day, they can steal from me. They can jack my lingo. They can try to take my swag. But there's only one me, man. So with that being said, I gotta send a shout out to the fans, man. To the flourishes. I don't even want to call y'all fans because y'all real organic flourishes, man. Real recognize real, flourish recognize flourish. So shout out to all y'all for still rocking with me. All 50 states, you know, multiple countries. Don't never think that I don't appreciate the love and support I get from the flourishes. And I just want to leave everybody with this right here. I know it was hard watching Barack Obama leave the office. I know it was hard watching Obama leave the White House. I mean, I damn near cried when I saw Obama walking on that helicopter, when he was walking up those helicopter steps, and he turned around, and he waved goodbye. Like, that shit really hurt my soul, man, seeing Obama walk away, knowing that's the final time that I'm going to see this man as the president of the United States of America. That shit really hurt my heart, man. It was just like watching the final episode of Fresh Prince, when Fresh Prince was standing in the living room, and he walked out of the mansion for the last time. Man, that shit hurt me, man. Like, Obama, I feel like you did a great job in your eight years, man. People can say whatever the fuck they want to say about Obama. I mean, we never had a president like Obama. But I want to close this Flourish podcast by saying this. And everybody who knows me on Twitter, who follows me at Cuffs the Legend on Twitter, they know how I feel about the game of basketball. Barack Obama, you were a great president for eight years. I mean, you got one of the nicest, one of the crispiest tapers that we've ever seen. Like, I wish, I just wish I had a hairline 
and a fresh taper like Obama when I get to be in my 50s. I mean, you did, you did extraordinary things for this country, for humanity itself. But Obama, I just want to let you know from the bottom of my heart, this is Cuffs the Legend talking to you right now, Barry. You did a great job as our president. You did a magnificent job, a, a tremendous job as our commander in chief. But Barack Obama, on behalf of Cuffs the Legend and Cuffs the Legend Enterprises, I just want to let you know, Obama, you are not scoring on me, Obama. You hear me? You are not scoring on me. That bullshit lefty floater, that bullshit Van Exel floater, you are not scoring on me, Obama. <laughs> it's not happening, my boy. You're a great president. You're a great man. You're a great father. You're a great leader. You're a great mentor. But you are not <laughs> scoring on me, Obama. Brothers and sisters. Brothers oh and sisters. I don't know what this world is coming to. Ooh, Snow Hill made a real one. A lot of y'all front on the real till the bill come. What it cost to be the boss now? A billion? Let's put some money together and build it. I did it all with honor. The rest of y'all want to steal shit. I'm sorry, homie. We got some different ceilings. Real ones I know don't be catching them kind of feelings. The homies get a lick. We celebrate for their brilliance. But y'all pilgrims, y'all just want to steal shit. I feel like Nat Turner reciting these God verses. I'ma play hard with the without the jersey. I misunderstood, yet you love Timmy Turner. Back in the kitchen and my wrist still turning shit. I'm Tina Turner, I need wheels by Germans. All black, everything, the color code and purdy. Show you the beauty of it, meet me in person. The irony of it, you can't afford an excursion. Got love for all my sisters and brothers who rockin' turbans. Who don't speak you no English, I'm MJ. Pin game better than peach race, I'm MJ. Spread my legs to fly, don't ever did that. Ain't a goal too high if you push the rim back. I'm just a chip win, this one was a scrimmage. You wrote a whole book, I could kill you with a sentence. Slavery still alive, they just changed it to a sentence. First project in a couple years, I told them I ain't finished. Walking on water and the rest just swimming, acting like they don't know me, but inside you just timid. Tina Turner, Turner, Tina Turner, Turner. Tina Turner is a goddess. Science can't explain why my flow is so solid. Black women, the most educated and graduates from college. 5'3 and I'm the tallest and there's no one that can follow. Shade don't phase me, I sleep in a sobrero. Follow the feeling, I don't never follow arrows. Made my own path, read a different Bible. Laughed at you niggas celebrating fake titles. I seen more talent at recitals with the babies. I rock clothes that ain't got designer labels. Rock with Jamla. I ain't on designer's label, but my flow been good since April 2010, no matter the cost. I learned from the boss. By next year, I won't even need a pen, nigga. A plane in the sky couldn't be more fly. Waiting on a day, Trayvon, killer die. And Ty Ty probably riding.